Welcome in to episode 53 of the Balancing Act podcast. I'm Dan Strafford. Today, we're kicking off a brand new mini-series entitled Communication is Undervalued. In this series, we're going to explore why communication is so difficult, why it's undervalued, and how to improve communication within organizations. Andy, pleasure to see you. How have you been? What's new? Uh, you know, it's been a great summer uh, so far. It's going far, far too fast. And I, I think that's kind of happening. Uh, I don't want to project on our audience, but it's, it's, it's happening to everybody. I've got some great projects done around the house. Um, you know, our, 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 uh, our fields of wildflowers are going bananas right now. So it's, uh, it's great to be in Southern Wisconsin. How are things out in Massachusetts? Uh, they're good. Uh, we were discussing before we recorded. I, I have not finished a project I started in June to put an exhaust fan uh, in my garage slash office. So that might happen sometime next year. Um, our garden has been flourishing. Um, I've never had more tomatoes in my life. Uh, tomatoes. I thought I planted peppers. Turned out to be zucchini. So we've become hey. big zucchini eaters this year. But it's been good. It's gone fast. Kids are back in school in three weeks. Uh, so uh, looking forward to one last vacation. And then... The youngest is in kindergarten. So all of a sudden, it's a whole new world of everyone being in school. So looking forward to it. Um, a pleasure, as always, to, to connect again, though, and, and discuss uh, the variety of topics you had. Uh, obviously, Andy, this podcast has had a numerous amount of guests, some great discussions. And this is a, a topic for me, my career, what I do, what I've done in the past that uh, hits home. So I'm very excited about the conversation and uh, with your permission, would love to dive in here. Please. You know, on the show, we've explored so many concepts, uh, the uh, ego, critical thinking, new attitudes toward work, the reskilling revolution, change management, most recently, uh, trust versus accountability. Why this topic? Why the topic of communication and, and why now? Well, communication is the thread that ties many of these uh, concepts together. It's the primary tool that's going to allow any organization to move into that upper right quadrant in a four-box plot of trust versus accountability. So, you know, how do I get my organization into that high trust, high accountability quadrant? You do so through highly, highly effective communication. And, you know, moreover, we we spent a number of episodes talking about change and change management, uh, the diversity of change management curves uh, in organizations. And a lot of that has to do with the diversity of how we process information and the diversity of communication modalities that, that are, that are really all around us. So the process of change and efficiently moving through a a change curve depends critically upon communication, especially with, within, within organizations. If the organization gets uh, the communication cascade right and allows for the right amount of feedback and listening sessions, et cetera, et cetera, uh, then uh, the change management process can be constrained and, uh, and can be much more effective. So now's really the right time to go on a multi-episode journey and listen to uh, many different perspectives on how to get communication right. For context, if you would, 
Can you take us back to an earlier time in your career where maybe you viewed communication as more of a necessary evil than a, a benefit or a positive? And, and what were the ramifications of that behavior? Yeah, look, I, you know, if you follow my work, I, I was uh, much earlier in my career, I was the Andy said guy, I was very directive uh, manager, much more very, very technically oriented. Uh, let's get stuff done. Uh, all of the fuzzy, squishy, quote unquote, soft skills, uh, that's all fine and good for everybody else. But we're, we're here to move the needle and, and, and get stuff done. I was that guy, as a result, who thought that I could say something once and everybody would get it. Uh, my ego was oversized. Uh, people would still uh, accuse me of having an outsized ego. Uh, but the, you know, that, that ego being much bigger than it needed to be meant that I actually did think that somebody was going to be able to get it. The, the, as soon as I said something, that the staff was hanging on my every word. Uh, but and it may have been true that staff was hanging on my every word, but how were they interpreting those words? Because what I didn't understand at the time was when I talked and I was at the podium, everybody else was also think. you know, I was thinking about me and my message. Everybody else is thinking about themselves and how the message applies to them. So were they really hearing and being able to process everything that I was saying? And the answer to that is absolutely not. At the uh, what acronym or WIFM, what's in it for me, uh, <laughs> is, is so, is so, you know, relevant and prevalent in, in work that of course. So when someone's listening, they're churning, okay, what does this mean for me? What, and maybe part of the proper communication is making sure you're letting people know, you know, what it, what is in it for them or how does it affect them or how does it change their daily work and make sure that's part of your mode. But I think that's great context. One for the journey you took, uh, we'll get into more of that, uh, later on, uh, but also sort of your own experience in trying to to get better and, and get to a place that um, you can now share with with others. What's your favorite mode of communication, though? And in your opinion, why is it risky to only focus on communication modalities that conform to your favorite or to your personality? Yeah, so I, here I'm talking to uh, uh, prospective leaders, to people that are leading organizations. Uh, you know, you likely have a favorite communication uh, tool, a favorite communication style, and you know that's cool. Mine is the written word. I love to write. I love the the process of writing and the push and pull that happens. As I'm I'm writing something down, the 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 the, the total uh, times of discovery where I'll write a paragraph and then oh my goodness, uh, you know something else pops into my head. Uh, you know that, that that's a beautiful process to me. That process is probably maddening uh, to uh, to to somebody else. I like the written word because. For me, in my opinion, it reduces risk because I've laid it all out in a logical format on a piece of paper. That piece of paper or that digital file can get shared and reused over and over again. 
so the written word uh, can form the basis for many for delivery using many other uh, modalities. But as a leader, if you've got your, let's say video is your favorite tool, don't forsake the written word. You still got to write it down. And, uh, and, and yes, video may, may be great. Audio might be great. But the more framing and thoughtfulness that you can put in to your communications, uh, the, the better off you will be and the, the, you know, the fewer questions you're going to get and the better answers you will have when those inevitable questions come in. A phrase that I admittedly butted my head up against uh, in a previous role uh, with a marketing director was create once, deliver everywhere. And I, I think there are problems with that in marketing specifically, platforms and, and audiences and all those different things. But I think it resonates to me here in that you can't forsake the written version of what you created or the video or the audio or the visual uh, simply because you don't want to deliver it everywhere. And so you need to be thinking of this is our message. How are we getting it to these different modes? How are we getting this to these different people who hear it in these different modes or see it in these different modes uh, of communication. And I, I think it's a, a great discussion point of trying to understand that and make sure you're not ignoring something just because you, you may not enjoy receiving information that way before the yeah. show. Yeah. Sorry, Dan, you, okay. you know, your job as a leader is to create an environment of clarity uh, and, you know, if you're a leader and you just had an aha moment of, oh, wow, that's my job. <laughs> that is literally, <laughs> that is literally your job uh, as the CEO to create an environment of clarity. And if there isn't that single source of truth yep. of, of, of what you, of, of your message, uh, then yeah, your message is going to wander all over the place in my, in my next book uh, called the balanced business, uh, we're going to talk a lot about uh, how to create those uh, consistent uh, logical messages that you can hang multiple, multiple communications off of, but you're coming back to that over and over and over again. Uh, that's great. Uh, great, great context and, and follow up to what we we're discussing. One of the things we talked about before we even started recording and, and just in discussions about creating this show was that communication, lower, you know, lowercase C communication can take so many more forms than maybe obvious, right? There's so much more out there. Can you talk about some of those lesser known forms of communication and why you think they're essential to a healthy organizational culture? Yeah, c communication flows through an organization like the blood flows through your body. Um, you know, it's uh, uh, let's not take that analogy too far, but uh, you know, communication just pulses and courses uh, through through the organization, and it's not always an email, it's not always a video, uh, and the one of the most important types of communication is visual management tools. Uh, and my favorite type of visual management tool is uh, in continuous and improvement and uh, 
lean circles, what you call a Gemba board. Now, a Gemba board is it's a whiteboard or uh, or a digital uh, a digital board that that exists within a department or a functional area of the business where uh, its goals, uh, its uh, its key performance indicators, its uh, hot topics, its blockers, you know, all all the things that are going on in that department are consolidated on that Gemba board, not just for the department to see, but for the rest of the organization uh, to see. And, uh, you know, in uh, again, in my next book, I talk about the importance of leaders going on Gemba walks, uh, putting their phones down and engaging with teams around their Gemba board about uh, the good, bad, and the ugly of what's happening uh, in that, in that department. So, you know, the, 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 the language of business, which is finance, uh, and, uh, the, the, the ratios and the key performance indicators and the metrics, uh, that, that come off of those, the, those are some of the most important, uh, pieces of communication that are out there. And later on in this series, I'm going to have a good friend of mine on the show, uh, a guy named Andy Perkins, who we, we used to work with. And we're going to talk about storytelling. We're going to talk about how, uh, how uh, numbers uh, then translate into stories that you then uh, communicate over and over again. So, uh, you know, this concept of a Gemba board, visual management, uh, being able to being vulnerable enough as a leader to share the good, bad, and the ugly of your department uh, with everybody in the organization. Take some of those artificial barriers uh, down and uh, let's all work together. Thanks for listening to the Balancing Act podcast. I'm Andrew Tempty. In my book, Balancing Act, Teach, Coach, Mentor, Inspire, I explore the characteristics required of leaders who must find balance between strength and vulnerability, confidence and selflessness, passion and measure, and leadership and followership. Balancing Act is available today at Amazon.com. Andy, you mentioned earlier about future episodes. Andy Perkins, who uh, you mentioned storytelling, the man can can spin a yarn. Uh, so I look forward to to hearing uh, that episode and, and and more discussions around this. You'll be talking to more guests to Andy about communication as a learned skill. Um, I think plenty of people will say, "Oh, he's a great storyteller. It's, he's a natural storyteller." Um, but I've seen people learn. I've seen people go through the process of learning it. You also will talk about the best way to grow that skill in a workforce. You yourself are a self-proclaimed introvert. (laughs) So what was it like for you to improve as a communicator? Yeah, look, uh, you know, communication uh, earlier in my career was very scary for me. Uh, I was that guy in the conference room with 25 other, uh, you know, extroverted uh, individuals all talking over one another. And I'm sitting over there dying inside, uh, focused on a question that I really needed to uh, needed to pose to the group. And when am I going to break in? And, uh, and, and, oh my God, is everybody going to think I'm an idiot uh, if, if I ask this question? Uh, and, uh, or if I get up in front of uh, a group of people, am I going to say 
say something that's going to completely torpedo uh, my my entire my entire message. Uh, so you know that anxiety uh, that. Uh, you know this the the, the phobia of glassophobia, uh, the fear of public speaking is real. And I, as a, as an introverted individual, uh, I, I that has had that anxiety and continues to have that anxiety in in certain uh, points. Uh, I I can attest to feeling that viscerally. Now, can you get past that? Can you learn uh, to uh, to engage in constructive conflict? Can you learn to uh, to speak in front of groups of people and have that anxiety uh, get reduced? And the answer to that is absolutely you can. And I am I am proof uh, because if you'd have talked to twenty five year old Andy and right. now almost fifty nine year old Andy, uh, we we're very very different in that regard. Uh, but. It is something you have to work on and you have to be purposeful about because you're not going to grow as a communicator if you do not invest uh, in that skill. And also, in as a result, you're going to build courage uh, and you're going to be able to engage in more constructive conflict within uh, within your organization. With all that said, Andy, we, we've sort of laid context and talked about it. And I know you're going to dive into this conversation with, with the, the guests you're going to have on in your assessment though, what, what's the biggest opportunity and heck even the, the biggest challenge uh, with corporate communications? Yeah, I, I think here it is uh, misalignment. Uh, it is lack of consistency in the message and dare I use the word subversion. Um, you know, we're not always rowing in the same direction within companies. We're not always singing off the same song sheet. Uh, and I, you know, there are times when a senior leaguer leader goes rogue uh, within the senior leadership team. Uh, I've I've been there myself. We've been uh, we've been in meetings talking about strategy and. Uh, and we're all nodding, yes, 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 uh, we agree, we agree, we agree. But then senior leader X walks out of the room and back to their team and says, hey, uh, this is what we talked about in the conference room. Uh, you're going to hear some messages about this, but we're not going to do that. We're going to do something else. These are our goals. This is what's important to us. So when you hear that message, completely ignore it and do something, do something completely different. And all of the sudden, uh, leaders are pitted against leaders right. and the organization uh, starts to tear, tear itself apart uh, for, from within. And, you know, I use that word subversion and it's a very, it's very pointed. It's a very difficult word. And, you know, that leader that took that different tact might believe, have convinced themselves that they're doing the right thing for the organization, right. but they're doing anything but. They are and, yeah. breaking trust and, uh, and it just cannot, cannot happen. So that's the biggest opportunity, all being together after constructive conflict. And uh, the biggest risk is not being all together. Right. A, a leader who tells their team to not listen to their leader is is just setting up a culture that is 
not going to work, is not going to flourish. And you te- learn behavior, right? You you see your manager saying that. Do you turn around to your team and say, hey, I know Joe said this in the meeting earlier, but our KPIs say we need to do this today. It, it just trickles down in a way yeah. that uh, will, will, you know, honestly ruin a lot of relationships and and organizations uh, in a very specific way. I could apply duplicity to what you just said, right? Saying one thing in in the large room and saying something else uh, when you're with your team yourself. Way back in episodes 15 and 16, we did talk about the concept of duplicity. There's another side to that word, and you talked about it in those episodes. Can you help us understand why those episodes are important? And if you haven't listened to them, go back and do so. Uh, to the exploration of effective communication. Yeah, I, I think this concept of duplicity does not get nearly enough airtime uh, w- within within organizations. Uh, individual contributors, especially people that are uh, new to the workforce, uh, get really disenchanted when they learn that uh, that a leader has said one thing and then turned around uh, two, three, four weeks later and said something uh, com- completely different. Uh, it, it is essential that everybody knows that secrets must be kept within organizations. Now, you want to minimize the number of secrets uh, that are being kept uh, in in the organization, and you want to minimize the time uh, that that transpires uh, between Keeping the secret and and uh, and and uh, and moving toward an environment of transparency, uh, but uh, but my goodness, uh, you know, for for a leader to be effective, uh, let's say that you're acquiring uh, another company, there's a very small team of people within the organization that know about that, and that is for very legitimate uh, pr- uh, purposes. So sometimes. You are as you are going to be told something that the message will change uh, two or three weeks later, and that's got to be okay. Right. We cannot be fully transparent all of the time within within companies, but we can commit as leaders to ensuring that the periods of duplicity that we must engage in are carefully thought thought through. Uh, we don't. Uh, we're, we're going to be an organization that does not hoard information like state secrets, and all of a sudden, you know, information becomes power, and we start fighting against each other uh, with, with information. That, uh, my friends, is uh, is a terrible, terrible result. But to imagine that duplicity doesn't exist uh, is 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 a fa- is a fallacy. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I've I've really enjoyed uh, this episode, and for full transparency, Dan and I uh, we we had some internet issues. Don't and pull we back re- the curtain. No. Oh yeah, we we recorded uh, almost a complete version of this episode, uh, and and it turned out similar but but different. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. Now I'm going to turn the tables, sure. and I'm going to interview Dan Dan Strafford. So everybody okay. get ready. Everybody get ready for Touch this. You know, yeah, yeah. Stretch out, Dan. Uh, you know, you are a communications uh, specialist. Uh, you you've dedicated your career to this. 
what about your experience with corporate communications? Kind of an open-ended question, but what works well and, and what doesn't? What have we missed in today's conversation? The word I'm surprised we didn't use more. You, you mentioned, I don't know if it was in the first record or second one, but the C's, I think it was this one, uh, the, the, the number of different C words we were using um, is culture, right? Yeah. And, and culture is such an important part of any organization. And there are plenty of gurus and people who will you know, come in and, and help you and, and do these things. But I think communication is at its, at its core. Um, what you just said hits home in, in, there are going to be things that me, Dan Strafford, specialist or, or director, don't get to know until they're released publicly or till they are disseminated to everyone. As long as the culture of your organization is sound, as long as everyone adheres and, and follows the same modes of proper communication and there's trust, I think most organizations will succeed in communicating properly. Um, I do think there's a difference between the capital C communication, corporate communication, and the lowercase c. And that's largely culturally driven, transparency, uh, making sure information is available when it is able to be shared. Um, so if I miss the email, I can go to the corporate internet site or I can go to a team meeting and it's all being shared in different ways. Um, and I think you hit on messaging matters. I, I, I had a very interesting conversation with a former manager of mine about spin in corporate communication. <laughs> the idea of, hey, here's a messaging. Here's what we want people to think. I, like, mm, I, I kind of, I don't like that. I don't like that we're, shouldn't the message just be what it's about? Right. Well, right, but we need to make sure they're hearing what we want them to hear. Again, <laughs> and I balked at it, but when they were finished discussing and taking from what you said, it's about making sure people are hearing the message and are able to hear it, are in a place to hear it. And that's where the capital C corporate communication comes in, is the strategies, is the modes, is the the ways of talking to the CEO and that C-suite and saying, hey, let's all be on the same page. Here's our messaging. Here's what we're talking about. We're all bought in. Great. Let's go forward. We're not bought in. Then we need to talk about it. Yeah. Then we need to discuss it. Um, the lowercase C is is that transparency, the the um, Gemba boards, uh, uh, the the idea of an intranet or a blog or or a social site where people can share win stories from sales and share rollouts of of new products or technologies, and I, I think that's the lowercase c where it takes on a life of its own and and is able to be uh, something. It's so important. Uh, communication is so important and so I think overlooked at times. Um, we talked about the necessary evil before, uh, but I th I think you hit on so much and. I'm a big fan of Andy Perkins and and his uh, approach to storytelling. I think storytelling has become an, a bit of an it thing in communications because that's how humans connect. That's right. We connect through storytelling. We connect through sharing of like or similar experiences or something that challenges our mind, something that you know comes out of nowhere and says, oh, oh, piques our interest. So I'm very excited about this series, excited about the guests, uh, and as always, looking forward to, to the conversation. Thanks for that insight, Dan. Uh, you're you're a fantastic uh, co-host. I I love these uh, Andy and Dan uh, episodes. So why don't you take us out? Sure, I always love to uh, subscribe. We are rolling out the podcast on more podcasting apps. If it's not on your favorite app, feel free to reach out to us on LinkedIn. You can find Andy. You can find myself. 
let us know. You know give us the name. We'll make sure it's, it's feeding there. But you're going to see it on more and more apps over the next uh, few episodes. You uh, should already see it there as you're listening to this one. But like, subscribe, rate, share on LinkedIn, tag Andy, introvert no more. He will discuss uh, all these topics and more on LinkedIn, obviously on andrewtempty.com. Don't forget, Balancing Act, the book available, uh, as you heard earlier, but also this new book, Buckle Up. It's coming soon. Uh, Andy and team working hard uh, to make sure uh, the balanced business is coming your way. So until next time, thanks so much for listening to The Balancing Act.